Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. I am here with two legends today. Micah couldn't join us again, but he'll be back next week. And we have an exciting episode for you guys. First of all, this is Live That Thrive, your favorite short-term, mid-term, long-term rental podcast in the world, Airbnb, VRBO, all that stuff. And we have two amazing people with us, uh, Federico, give me a second, Zimmerman, and Mike Downtown Brown are joining us. What is happening, guys? Yeah, you need to explain why. Give me a second. <laughs> I'll explain that real no. quick. Oh, you want to explain it? No, you go ahead. Oh, okay, so every time I say every time it is here's the thing. He's always doing a thousand things at once. Whenever I I, I gotta even if I do get his ear for five, you know, for a few seconds to tell him something, he always he always tends to say, hey, give me a second. And he, and he does something like I'm on his phone or his computer. Give me a second. Give no, me a second. you you don't know what, what what is that? There's a problem with my my freaking headphones. That when you call me, I'm listening to music. When I pick up, for some reason, it goes back to the phone. I tell you, give me a second because I need to reconnect back to my headphones so I can hear you. <laughs> no, I've seen you without headphones too. Sometimes I do it on purpose just to get just to get on your nerves. <laughs> just buying more time, man. Just buying more time. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, yeah. as y'all know, Federico, I talk a lot of, about him on the show, mostly good things. A- and uh, he's my partner in Argus Rentals. This is Argus Rentals hat my wife just made me. See that? I love this one. Says, yeah, he, he made Fede, Fede one too. It says, mine says, I love arbitrage, which I do. And underneath it, it says Argus Rentals. Fedez has a cool AR symbol in the middle of a Texas thing. And Mike Brown has gone hatless today. Mike Brown, how you doing, Mike Brown? I'm doing good. Uh, I need to get a hat. Um, I have a lot of hats, but I just don't I just don't have one today. But uh, yeah, glad to be a part of the, the show. And uh, we're going to talk about some pretty good topics, uh, get people engaged, uh, share some good info that uh, they can use right away. So you're on location. You're, you're on location, Mike Brown. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually at one of the one of the properties that we have, um, uh, and so it's good to kind of be in the space, be somewhere different. Um, I guess it's one of the things if you have multiple properties, you have different uh, places you can have backgrounds and everything else, right? So <laughs> different oil wells producing oil for you, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I, that's what I picture it as. And and then me and me and Fede have been going through some stuff with the with the place that we have some arbitrages at, right? Uh, one of the old school arbitrages when we first got into this whole game started some in Dallas in the grittier part of town and they were producing back then and now it's been a little rough a little rough uh, you know dry oil wells coming up and um, so we we've been uh, time we've to been on that. yeah time to time to scoot out of there a little bit it's but yeah we've been in this game for a while and we've figured out you know which properties not to get that's the most important thing we've learned is which ones not to go after do you that's remember so the movie Titanic Titanic, yeah. Yeah, do you remember when the, the ship is sinking and the rats are leaving? That's us right now. <laughs> Man, because we know that's going to sink. That area... Uh... Okay, can I, can I talk a little bit about this? Um, there's this company, this management co- management company, they work with developers, and they've been building... They, they take, like, old buildings, and, you know, they, they refurbish them, and they just throw it out for Airbnb. Not for Airbnb, I mean, they, they just let people do Airbnb, which at the beginning was great because they had like three, four buildings in the area. And yeah, they allow short-term rentals. We build a re- relationship with them. 
we get them, uh, you know, we help them fill their vacancy. We always pay on time. We always being great tenants, fixing things, reporting things, collaborating with them whenever there was something fishy going on in the buildings. Then they started, you know, setting up more buildings and developing more buildings. And we got a few leases. We brought in some of our clients and friends and investors. My man, they just keep, like these buildings, they keep popping up everywhere in the area. They just keep building these 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 apartment complexes, and now they're doing one that is like five story huge. Like they took it to the next level, and I already talked to people that are getting Airbnb there. Right now, you pull up Airbnb, whatever it is, and that place is so congested, and mm. it's unsustainable for the level of buildings and the level of, of quality you have. And, you know, because it's only a one market segment, you cannot tailor to families, corporate, it's only couples, it's only one bedroom, two bedroom apartments, studio apartments. Um, so that's going to collapse at some point because as Steve said the other day, how do you say the, the musical chair, Steve? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the musical chairs. One one day the, the music's going to stop and there's going to be nowhere to sit. And that's exactly mm. what's happening. I mean, they had it. They had, they came up with this great scheme. I wouldn't say a scheme, a business model <laughs> where they can refurbish these old crack houses or <laughs> crack, you know, apartment complexes, make them look all pretty and shiny, make them look good on Airbnb pictures, you know, put new fixtures and all kinds of stuff, you know, this laminate flooring, crap flooring actually, and, and then um, fill it hundred percent to the brim, top of the market dollar because it's they're filling it with Airbnbers with arbitragers and it's like wow we found we discovered something cool here we just fill these places with arbitragers because it's a it's like a waiting list everybody wants to do Airbnb now so it's 100% occupancy the top dollar you know they don't got no amenities they don't got no swimming pools they don't got no nothing but it's they're they're getting top dollar rent because these <laughs> people are locks. so hungry yeah they don't, <laughs> they don't have locks in the outside of the building uh, but people are hungry to do Airbnb in Dallas, and so they're they're making money hand over fist. But it's going to come to a point where these people aren't going to make any money doing Airbnb. They're all just going to leave their leases. They're going to be high and dry. They got to. But by then, see, here's the thing too: they 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 build them to fill them, and then they sell them. And that's a freaking genius thing. So whoever's left holding the bag when they're out of these cash producing oil oil mines you know whatever um that is going to be pretty pretty messed up dude holding on to these places that are falling apart that you know nobody wants to rent except for like crackheads now here, here's a here's a trick if you're driving in the area from time to time you're gonna find uh, an airbnb host that got uh a big tit and you can get a lot of free furniture from the street <laughs> <laughs> i sent a picture to steal like dude look at this uh <laughs> I think that was like one of our old clients. <laughs> oh, wow. We're happy to be getting out of there anyways. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're making out. You know, I remember the last time I was here in the podcast, I was feeling like so stressed. Uh, and it was like a very, very. I, I was in a very dark area. Like, man, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Like, this is not, not what I got here. I, I've been, so I'm 32 since I'm 18. I've been in the hospitality industry one way or another. I was even earlier. Right. I started, I, I, I was living, at, when I was a teen, I was living in a, in a touristic area in, in Argentina. I started, you know, working with the, with tourists. Then I moved to back to the city. I started working at, at American Airlines, traveling the world. Uh, loved always the contact with, with passengers. Uh, then started with the Airbnb stuff in my own apartment in, in Argentina. And then with Steve and with Micah. <coughs> Sorry. So, you know, for me, uh, travel it was, was a very important part of my life. I've been to, I share this, I've been to 60, over 60 countries, over a million miles. 
for me, traveling is a very important thing. I have a freaking map here in my, my arm because I just love everything that's related to, to countries, cultures, meeting people. And at the end of the day, it, it all comes down to the experience that you get and the memories you get at every place that you go, right? Now, when we started our just our vision was to provide on one side peace of mind to the host and a five-star experience to the guests. And how to be dealing with places that look so bad that every experience was a negative experience, either for me or for the guests. <laughs> it totally, I, I was like losing the 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 the, the, the goal and, and my, my my focus on and, and everything. I was like, I was so stressed because we we're only just dealing with problems. And it was not supposed to be like that. It was not like that when we got started. But suddenly it became this big problem that we don't know what to do and, and what how to pivot. And it was a down season and and we had an Airbnb bus happening at the same time. And I was feeling really, really, really stressed. Now, Steve, Steve always wants to jump into deals. And I normally try to hold him back and say, hey, man, let, mm-hmm. let's think, think, think it twice. But he made us jump into a great deal in Fort Worth, especially that now Fort Worth got uh, regulated and you're going to do Airbnb everywhere. And we got a building where we are finding places that are looking nice, that we're having great guests again. You know, you, when you find places that are taken care of and you take care of the places and you design them nice and the building is well-maintained, guests are going to treat your, pl- your place with respect. Mm-hmm. But if you're operating a place where all of your neighbors are just doing whatever they want, they have like large dogs when you tell them not to have large dogs. If they're smoking, smoking pot when you're telling them not to smoke in, in, in the property, they're not going to care because I say, if everyone's doing that in the building, if everyone is just leaving the trash bags anywhere, what do I need to carry and put it on the trash bin? Suddenly, people work like that. Mm. So, yeah, I'm happy that we're, we're we're changing back to that. I just got a pro- we just got a property in 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 Joshua Tree. I'm 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 wanting to to get into those new markets again, focusing on experience and new locations. That's that's what we want to do and what who we want to be. So, feels good. Yeah. What do you think, Mike Brown? You're being quiet over there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, no. I I I, I totally get your point. I, I think at the end of the day. Um, you want to be able to, you know, obviously provide a good product, um, but you also just going into the deal. Uh, and that's why it's it's great, you know, if you are local and you know what areas are nice, what areas are not nice, because you can kind of sense those things and, and kind of pre, pre-judge, I guess, or not pre-judge, or pre-vet uh, those properties before you even step foot on them, essentially, right? Because you know those neighborhoods, because let's be honest, I mean, the, the the neighborhoods that are gentrifying, where you have these very very high end million dollar properties next to these old dilapidated buildings and things of that nature, um, you know, it's a hit or miss, or it can be a hit or miss. And you always have to be mindful of the avatar, of the person that you're bringing to that area, that neighborhood, because they're going to have a certain perspective when they see those other buildings and they see, you know, the you know the types of people that are you know either walking on the sidewalks or driving by and so on and so forth, and it. Perception is reality, unfortunately. And so really just knowing that already you have to you just have to know that going in because some people will try to do that and put, you know, um, I guess you you would say your elite avatars or your high end folks in those places. And that's not what you should be doing. They'll they'll probably book it and they'll probably pay, but once they get there, it's gonna be a different story. <laughs> so Man. and that, that's where the complaints that you so mentioned, true. Federico, come in 
Uh, and you just want to be able to avoid that because at, at that point, it just becomes a downward spiral, especially if they start to leave bad reviews and comments and things of nature. It, uh, I know to some degree you can remove get some re- uh, reviews moved, uh, but you know how it is, how challenging it can be with Airbnb and some of the other platforms. Uh, and that's why you see so many people, you know, either recreate listings or have duplicate listings and things of that nature to be able to try and combat that. And it's a lot of work. Uh, like like you mentioned to before, uh, if you get into that scenario. And so, you know, one of the things we look at, especially if we're looking at apartment complexes uh, and even for the, the clients that we manage as well on our end, because we're starting to do management now is, I mean, you really need to take a look at the reviews for that apartment complex. Uh, oh, ideally, yeah. if you could target something above a, a four three, that that would be ideal or maybe a four two, a four point two, um, because aside from that, I mean, more than likely because you've probably experienced this, too, with those properties, you know. Even if you have a decent apartment complex or property, your maintenance team or the maintenance team on on site can make or break you. Because oh, yeah. if it takes too long for things to get fixed, then you know guests are going to be angry, so on and so forth. Because their expectations of things getting fixed is very different than a long term tenant, right? A long term tenant can wait a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks, because they really don't have, don't have anywhere else to go, right? <laughs> but for you as an operator. You know, they're going to say, hey, I'm ready to leave. I want a full refund, so on and so forth. So, you know, that's why it's so important. And I know we're going to talk about this in, you know, later episodes and stuff like that with operations to just get so in sync and almost be strategic and surgical on how you operate, how you maintain your properties, because that's what's going to help, you know, propel you and make you successful in this business. Let me me add one thing. You know, before I forget, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut, did I cut you off? No, 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 you're good, you're good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so Federico mentioned something, something cool because it, it was complimenting me, so it was even cooler. But um, <laughs> he mentioned that, you know, I've always like wanted to go forward and grab more units and, you know, let's go try this, try this, try this. And I, and I think, you know, that's a healthy part of any business because, and I'll say it like this, because the podcast really pushed me on too because we get like these people on the show and I'd be like, wow, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I want to try that. And I tell Federico, let's try this, let's try that. And one of the things that stood out was people were doing houses. And we had we had our, you know, our, the little one bedrooms in Dallas. And luckily at that point, they were doing pretty good. They started, you know, Federico was able, we took, you know, that's how we formed Argus because we took over management of our own units and we formed our own management company. And then we started managing for other people and it was making good money. Now, if we would have just stayed, let's just stay in Dallas. This is safe. We know this. We know this area. We're gonna just. We'll just get whatever AN throws at us. And we'll, if we would have stuck with that business plan, it would have been a disaster, right? Because then everything went to shit. But luckily, you know, we were in spot. We were uh, adventurous enough, and I think any business should do that to try, keep trying different things. You know, even though we're doing good profit in one area, let's go try Fort Worth. Let's go try Grand Prairie. Let's go try different cities. Let's try houses. Let's try bigger houses. Let's try night, you know, and then and OK, so when that other piece of the business that got us to start starts to, to falter, luckily, we have other places that's keeping our business up and making it even better. And then we get even better at acquisitions the whole time. So no business should stay stagnant. You should always keep trying different things. You know, there's something to be said about uh, what's it called? Diversity or um, whatever. The diversification. Diversification. Yeah. 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 I mean, I if, some people say, oh, it's not bad. Just stick to one thing and do that perfectly. OK, that, that, that might work, whatever. But I think I like to try different things and test different waters and see what's going to work for us. And luckily, we have, you know, it's the, it goes back to the 80-20 rule. 
luckily, 80% of our business is doing really awesome. And that 20% or less or whatever it is, it's not doing so well, but we're going to move on from that. We learned from that and we're going to be better for it. I think you, you, you mentioned a really, really important thing is knowing when to get out or, or, or consider getting out or letting go maybe low port performing properties, so on and so forth, because believe it or not, a lot of people just feel like they're locked in. Like they're just, they just have oh, yeah. to stay and it, it had, it's, that's, this is just how it is. And that's not the case. Um, so it's, it's very, uh, you know, I, you know, kudos to you guys for being able to, to be uh, smart enough to have the data uh, on that, to be able to say, Hey, let's take another look at this because, you know, this is affecting our business overall. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've heard of other operators doing that as well. You know, uh, taking out those, those properties that are maybe lowest performing so that then you can focus your efforts. Because as you mentioned, Frederico, that those lower performing properties took way more time away from you doing things on the other properties. So <laughs> it's like, Man. um, you know, it's a win-win for you if you're able to, 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 to take those off and, and focus and, and then grow at the end of the day. So. Yeah, man. I, I know for me, it, it was a big hit. Uh, I took a vacation back in, what was it? March. I went to Japan um, and I was reading. So when I was there, I tried to disconnect a little bit, you know, just taking a little bit of time. I needed a break. Um, when I was there, I was reading uh, the pumpkin plan that Michael recommended that from John Mikalovich. I think it's the last mm -hmm. name. Uh, man, I, I was like, this makes so much sense. I got back here, and the first thing I went, I, I went ahead and I, I reached out to one of my clients. I said, "Hey, listen, at this point, I think you should find another management company." I know, and and that's so hard to say goodbye to, <laughs> basically, um, you know, um, money that you know you're gonna get the next month. Every month, I know that I'm gonna get like two, three, four hundred, whatever it is, from this client every single month. But I was like, listen, I mean, I don't think we're a good fit. Now, what the, was it problematic to, to, to manage the property? Not the property itself, but the clients were too involved and they were taking too much time for us. And it was too much stress to make sure that we were, you know, when, when you feel that like, like your client is, you know, sniffing your neck, that's been <laughs> like that, that looking at everything behind you, everything you're doing. That's a feeling that, that we had. And actually, I, I got the feedback from my team. I went to my team and said, hey, listen, Tim, uh, I want to hear from you. What are the properties that are giving you the most headaches managing? And they, they came back to me and say, hey, this, this is not. okay, let's make the change because I want you to be focused on the good things to grow the company, to 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 provide the best service. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want you to feel pressured to be working. I don't want you to feel like again, you're not enjoying what you're doing. And if that's the case, let's have a conversation. And I reach out to them. Chat GPT did a great job writing the email. <laughs> uh, I used Chat GPT to help me write the email because it's not easy. But I explained to them, listen, I mean, we cannot provide the value that you're needing because you need someone that can manage along yourself. And that's not what we do. Yeah. We want to make sure you have peace of mind. We want to make sure that you know the property is taken care of. I'm fine with you checking the inbox. But if you're going to be reaching out to us a second after we receive a message. We have all the properties to take care of. And you know, response rate is great because you are a super host and every one of your properties have a five-star review on average in like both of them. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, so, I mean, again, another awesome point is the fact that one, like, I, like you said before, knowing when to let those individuals go, but also you as a business owner, knowing that, hey, 
you know, I know that, you know, this money is still coming in every month, but let's take a look at the best interest of the of the client as well, right? So it would it doesn't make sense to continue to allow them not to make any money just so they can pay you. That's not right. Right. Because mm-hmm. one, I mean, think about that relationship. And and even though they may not say it out loud and kind of the animosity that they may have about you or the company, it's like, man, well, I feel like I'm stuck with them and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I think releasing them probably helps them more than anything, because one, that's probably going to help them grow, whether they continue to do you know self-management or whatnot. And or two, if they hire another management company, hopefully they'll be just that much better uh, with how they uh, do that relationship. So yeah, that's that that's key, man. Um, I'm gl- I'm so glad you mentioned that. A lot of people need to hear that because um, there's so many people that are just keeping them on, keeping them on payroll, keeping them on the list, just to just to, ha- just to have them on the list. Mm-hmm. And num and as we said before, numbers and 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 quantity don't necessarily mean anything. You could have 200 units, but if you're not getting quality and value out of those 200, you always have I don't to get going, yeah I don't get going back for the numbers <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you shouldn't. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, all, it always comes down to level of effort uh, that is reasonable for you, your team, and how much income that you're you're going to be able to bring in off of that, right? Uh, because you also want to be, like you said, sustainable. So, yeah, you could do 200 units, 300, 500 units, but is that sustainable? Um, yeah, if you're getting $50 per unit a month, I mean, <laughs> we can make, you know... <laughs> 10 units with one house and that's what it's, uh, what, what it tells steve you know i, I think like like any 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 person grows any business grows that was a process that we had and at some point we still were, were like yeah i, I still like loves to say like our just is a, the largest like joking right but <laughs> say, man i don't want to be the largest i just want to be the best yeah it's a great catching, it's a catching catch. phrase i'm gonna make it a hat. it's yeah. great uh, and i love i love it i love how it sounds like like, like dude, don't bring me like don't bring me more work hey, with, with need. hey you know uh, to be the largest you got to go international now all right mm-hmm. uh, well yeah, yeah, argentina is coming my, oh my, argentina, it's almost ready Okay. Awesome. So if you want to go to Buenos Aires, reach out to me. I have a beautiful two-bedroom apartment, terra, uh, rooftop terrace, uh, beautiful design. One block from Don Julio, which is the number one grill in Argentina. It's in the top fifty restaurants in the world, in the wow. best area in Buenos Aires. So reach out to me. <laughs> he only ex- he only accepts dollars, by the way. Don't pay with pesos. Mm-hmm. What's a trap? <laughs> So, so Mike Brown sent a message to our group earlier. We, a little text, a little uh, WhatsApp group. We got all of us, all of us dudes. Um, he wrote, "Holy shit, y'all seen the new Airbnb host release?" What did, what, what did you mean by that, Mike Brown? Um, you know, it was just like another normal morning where I'm uh, just absorbing short-term rental stuff, whether it's through articles or whatever. And um, it, I think I think it was the email that I got that most people maybe got too that have uh, accounts is hey here's a new summer release uh, twenty new twenty three or twenty two new upgrades for hosts that's what I saw I was like oh let me go check that out and man I would say out of all the releases that have happened maybe in the past year because they've come out with some pretty crappy releases just to be honest <laughs> um, and they've even retracted on some stuff too that they, you know, they released and then they said, hey, oh, that's not gonna work. Let's take it away or, or change it again. Um, these big companies, I mean, to continue to stay relevant, um, especially because the the economy is always continuing to change as well, they have to keep up with that kind of stuff, right? By these types of upgrades and updates. 
So anyway, I checked it out. And I know, Frederico, you've got the the full gambit list of everything. But the ones that stood out to me in particular was the <clears throat> were the ones that were focusing on more midterm stays. Oh, so yeah. one is reducing fees uh, for midterm stays. So typically those stays that are 30 days or longer, which I thought that should have been from day one, you know, because one, you're not paying taxes typically on those 30 day or more stays. Uh, and two, they're just staying longer, right? Uh, I mean, just like you're giving a discount typically for those 30 days or more, I mean, there should be less fees associated with that too. Uh, because those fees can be substantial for, let's just say, a 90 day or even more stay, right? That could be an extra, depending on the price of the property, uh, an extra $500, $600, $800. Um, can, about- can I mention something about that? I think yeah. they realized the, the amount of people that were trying to take guests off platform for long term rentals, mm-hmm. <laughs> midterm rentals. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we could easily say, oh, yeah, we, we, we don't, um, you know, you don't have to pay that $600 or $800. Just book with us. I mean, that's nothing for us because we're, we're going to get that money anyway, either way. But they would rather have the savings and book directly with us, you know, and you're sure to a, land the booking. Yeah. Get to get the booking. So, um, so yeah, that was smart move on their, on their part. Um, so we'll see how that, how that works out. Uh, the other one was be, to be able to uh, look at comparables uh, for pricing uh, from the calendar. So correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Fetty, but you can compare, let's just say, one or more properties uh, and their price points to your price points in your calendar to see, okay, well, today I have mine at 250. Most properties in the area have theirs at 230, 220. So to me, it sounds like they're trying to shift into the pricing optimization uh, and price price uh yeah price optimization kind of like price labs and beyond pricing and all those guys uh which is crazy that's going to be a game changer if they really fine-tune that and get that because ultimately just like any other platform they want you to stay all in-house right they don't want you to to be uh getting all these other widgets and other apps to be able to do other things they want you to just stay here with them right um that's the whole reason why they started doing, which it's not, it's nowhere near the other platforms, but some of the automated messaging and scheduled messages and pre messages and all the kind of stuff that they started to, they did uh, way back when. Um, they'll never get to the level of hospitable or, you know, even some of the other ones, but at least for this, 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 think about it this way. I can't remember what the stats are, but I think it's like 80 or even maybe even 90% of the hosts that are on the platform have three or less properties. So they're catering to the majority, right? With those kinds of things, um, as opposed to the the minority, which is a growing minority um, for companies or, uh, sorry, companies or people that have multiple properties. So have 10 or 20 or even uh, property management companies. Because for example, I know Evolve, they put their stuff on there too, right? And some of these other ones, uh, property management companies. And so obviously they're they have a, a huge bulk. Their systems are going to be way different. So they're not trying to cater to them necessarily. Um, anyway, so one of the other things that I liked is the fact, and you brought this up because I think I had missed it, is you can see the distance from certain attractions in the area. So if they say, well, hey, how far is your property? Because you know those questions come up all the time. How far is your property from the zoo? Or how, your, how far is your property from uh, the aquarium or, or something like that, or this restaurant or this place? And they can actually, I don't know if they have a good list of those attractions or if it's like the top 20 or whatever that is, but um, 
you can see how far they are and people can make their decisions based on that pretty quickly. And that cuts down, hopefully, on guest messaging and everything else. So uh, I know I missed a ton more and you can you can we can jump into that. But, um, you know, I would say out of out of all the releases, this has probably been the best one so far. And I think it yeah. benefits the host more than hurts the host. So. Real quick, time. real quick, and I'm gonna ask. You know, Fed is he's he's in the ops, so he's been doing. You know, he he does the deep dives. He does the builds the listings. He knows the best way to optimize optimize things. You know, I'm more There's of the, the pretty face. I'm the pretty face. And <laughs> <laughs> midterms and I, and I'm acquisitions. I, I get us into like crazy crazy situations. Um, <laughs> Fed, Fed, Fed figures it out. Ah, uh, but who gets you out of those situations? Rico, <laughs> no, okay. exactly. Yeah, that's why we're a good team. Um, yeah. pinky in the brain <laughs> and so um so here, here's the question I, I was i you know we picked up a few more units you know we always keep going forward forward and, and i I was set i wanted to set it up and i was set, you know he you know federico was doing something and i was like oh, i'll set it up don't worry and I, and I went over there and i set it up and you know and i noticed how long has this been going on because see like i said i'm, I'm a little bit out of the loop and setting up units and manually doing all that stuff but it said okay do you want to give a general location of where you're at or you want it to be more specific and so instead of that i remember back in the day when i was setting up units it was a big circle right this is this is where they're at you know it was a big circle it's like a mile two miles or whatever the hell it was <laughs> now you could show like pretty much where you are like almost across streets i was like holy crap i was like well i don't care you know it's it's, it's legal here in this airbnb you know so i said well just make it as specific as possible so they'll know people will because people want to know where the hell am i going to be right am i going to be close to this super this cool place i want to walk to every day so i think airbnb i don't know how new that is maybe federico can tell me but i think it's a cool little thing that they added oh yeah it's, it's been around for a while i don't know how long so it, it, it is not exactly new but also it's not that that, that old but uh, I agree with you. I, I I think there's there's a there's a if you think about Airbnb and how it got started, um, you understand why people wanted some some privacy before booking. Now it's more like a in many cases it, it, it behaves more like a hotel. So at the end of the day, if you have a, a booking.com listing or if you have a direct booking website, you're probably gonna have your address listed everywhere. <laughs> so unless you're trying to hide from the HOA or the city or <laughs> something like that where you are located i don't see why not putting something more accurate on your location right uh it, yeah, for the know, same it, reason that people don't put uh you know photos of the outside kind of thing oh too, yeah right so yeah exactly. those days are over though man it's not only just the, the there's like softwares out there there's people out there's companies out there that help people find airbnbs oh, yeah. where they're at but it's just you're surrounded with, you're, that too but you're just surrounded with the whole <laughs> in your apartment complex or condo community. You're surrounded with the hundred with the hundred snitches are right around you. So they're gonna oh, yeah. they, if, they, if the company ain't gonna find you, if the HOA, you know, they don't want to go fucking look up Airbnbs. They're just gonna rely on these people that live around you. They're gonna they're gonna go look it up on the computer, Google you, find you. They're they're gonna find your Airbnb. So those days of trying to hide from you know being discovered that you're doing Airbnb illegally, th- those days are gone, man. Well, so. Yes, on that. But how much of it is a safety thing, though? Right? Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that that still a concern? concern. Whether it it depends. I mean, do you have ring camera? Do you have smart lock? Because again, I I think you need to understand like where your risk is at. Do you have a property that is listed in your direct booking website with the address or in booking.com? If you're listed in booking.com, your address is out there for anyone. So why not having an Airbnb where 
again, on Airbnb, you don't need to put the exact address, but you can put the exact pin the map. I mean, if you have, let, let's be honest, you have, I've done the job of trying to locate buildings. Let, let, let's go back two years ago. This is this is when we, we just met Mike Brown. You may remember all this. This is like, I was living back in Argentina. It was the first call that we had with Steve. And we were like, okay, let's find buildings that allow Airbnb. How do we do it? Let's reverse search, finding properties that are on Airbnb. Let's look at the photo of the building. Let's see if they're in booking.com. If not, let's go to the area. Let's just do Google uh, strip view and try to locate the building. So if someone really wants to find your place, they're going to find your place unless you only have pictures of the inside, which is not very helpful because it's not going to help your listing performance uh, because people like to see where they're going to stay, how the place looks outside, et cetera, et cetera, right? So at the end of the day, if someone wants to do harm, they have a lot of ways to find your property. So I'm not saying on, on your... Is that different for houses than apartments or... If you have I guess. if you have a house, I'm 100% sure you're going to put a picture of the outside because mm -hmm. people like to see how the, the, the house looks on the outside. And again, I can find the house in 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes, I'm going to find your house. If I have the area, give me yeah. 20 minutes. I'll go to RDNA or, or Price Labs. I'll find... Um, I'll, I'll pull the report and I'm going to find your listing. I'm going to have like an area and then I'll just go to Google Maps. I've done it. Now that I want to bring into a house, I just want to get the data. <laughs> <laughs> so it is doable. Uh, again, you can find it. If, if, it's, uh, if it's on the internet, if it's out there. Now, is there, again, if well, your information is already like out this. there. If, if, if somebody had the information that was trying to do something malicious, right? Mm -hmm. um, and let's just say, hey, we know typically short-term rentals, Airbnbs are going to be vacant during the weekdays because there's the slow, slow part, right? Uh-huh. So let me get 10 addresses in this neighborhood. And on Wednesday night, we're just going to go through and just ransack all of them. That's when you want to have I mean, cameras and smart logs and stuff like that. that that's now, true. And that's a well, and well, and insurance and everything else we always talk about. Insurance. So yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I love it how, how we're turning people like <laughs> They're doing Airbnb and now they're gonna they're not gonna be sleeping. Some that that launched an Airbnb in a house two days ago, like fuck, they're gonna break into my house now. <laughs> I'm gonna delete all the pictures and then we're gonna do better. No, put pictures <laughs> of the outside. Don't be scared. Just have your systems in place. Have insurance. Have, I mean, how many times do you hear about people getting? You know, I will be more. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I will be more concerned about past guests <laughs> sometimes. They're actually people on the internet looking for places, right? Yeah. But again, if they want to look for, for, for Airbnbs in, in, in online, they're probably going to find some database like the, the, somewhere where they're going to pull the information. Now, how, the neighborhood. how many stays have we hosted, Federico? Thousands. How many break-ins and how many? And I'm going to grab, you know, like you say, grab your ball and spit. But um, how many <laughs> How many robbery or repeat people that came back that stayed before? How many times have they robbed a place? How many? No, I'm not no. saying it would never happen, but I would say probably the percentage that it happens just in the real world is, is similar to what it happens in an Airbnb. But an Airbnb would make the news, and a house breaking in the real world won't make the news. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we we, we okay. only had it once, and they just like they they, they were just like they broke in and they just jump out of the window when the nurse came inside, something like that. It happened only once, and it was it was a property where we didn't have a lot of control because the old client, not the one that I talk about, or another client, just not not following our advice. So, 
Mm. Yeah, it was it always comes back to bite them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had so, a client like that too, actually. So we told them, "Is like, hey, you should have got the Vivint system when we, you know, this is one of our 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 onboarding things that we have, right? As a, as a standard." Oh, yeah. And uh, they didn't want to do it, and so sure enough. And the thing about it is, if you're in an area that is already, you know, not I don't say sketchy, but an area where it's it's a high crime area. I mean, you got to have that stuff, right? Because people Marshall, are always know. watching. Yeah. Well, they don't have to do that, but <laughs> um, because people are always watching, right? Whether it's neighbors or just other people that are walking around in the neighborhood and say, oh, I always see people. So and then you become a target. But anyway, aside from that, yes, it's all about systems. You know, post the photos. If you have your systems in place, you shouldn't have any have any issues. So, um, yeah, the percentage is really small. Um now, talking a little bit about the changes and the updates from Airbnb, I think something worth note, noticing that we, like, like it's funny because they were showcasing one thing in particular that we jumped totally over because we don't relate to it really. But the main thing were, was about uh, private bedrooms. Oh, yeah. So that, that was the first thing that they, they, they were like, uh, they were advertising. If you open the, the update, they, they'll say that they did two things. They updated your profile. And then they are uh, also enhancing the rooms part. So let me talk a little bit about the, the, some of the changes that I've seen. Um, so one thing is that they're creating like a passport where you can update your, your personal information. So actually, I created a new Instagram account that I'm going to be inviting Mike Brown to share a little bit because I want him to also bring value. It's called STR Guide. Uh, so at STR Guide on, on, on Instagram. And I posted like three days ago because I got an email from Airbnb saying, hey, we're going to start showcasing Airbnb host profiles. If you want to get more chances on being showcased, go ahead and update your profile before April the 30th. So if you were one of the 50 people following me, you were lucky enough to know ah. that you had to do that. As a new account, it was like my first or second post. Um, <laughs> now, so I did it. And, you know, funny enough, I updated that. I got two people reaching out to me. Asking for management services through Airbnb oh, in one day, which haven't happened in a while. So that was super awesome. So they're updating. Yeah, you didn't have bit. to. You didn't have to spam everybody like I, some people are doing. <laughs> I know because I've had cleaners and other people always mess. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's good when they come to you. So and I, I know you guys. I hear you guys get a lot of referrals too from people. So oh yeah, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. That, that 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 was awesome. So. That's one thing. The other things that they're, they're again, they're, they're um, you know, I, I'm gonna quote Sean here because Sean posted a really fun Instagram that that uh, that Steve shared this morning, like like laughing at at people actually taking his information and selling them. We don't do that. We praise John. Uh, Sean, I think he's he's amazing and he's one of the people that I think is, is no BS. I think there's a lot of BS on the space, but I I do know certain people are no BS. So Sean, the car walls. Live the thrive. I know those are many people go to. I don't say all the rest are BS, but I think there's a lot of BS out there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying like, yeah, people take my stuff and selling it. How uh, you know? But something he says, I want to quote him. But he was talking in one of the past videos about the difference between BRBO and Airbnb. Because BRBO has been doing a lot of advertising, they've been, been hitting hard on advertising, and they were saying that you know, only rent vacation, entire vacation homes. So you don't have a person staying with you in, in, and your family during your vacations, which is what Airbnb, what you know, how Airbnb was created. Now Airbnb is getting back, saying we're going back to the root, 
and we are enhancing the rooms part. We do manage a room for one person. We have a client that we manage a room for him, which has been, it's been doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. We you know we don't get the same profit that we will get on an entire apartment, uh, entire apartment or house. But I mean, we have a business relationship. He has he has a house, uh, an apartment where one bedroom is available. So why not? We tested. I wouldn't onboard people just reaching out for management for a single bedroom, but we do it for one place. Works fine. And now they are uh, enhancing that. And there's a lot of people looking for this because it's an affordable place to stay. I do, I've done it in the past. That's So that's interesting. I, I've never, ever heard somebody getting management for a, a room that's shared and they actually live there. He lives there. They, they right? No, they don't live there. That, that's oh, the okay. So All right. that's I, different. It's, funny. All right. <laughs> it's in the same complex where I live. So, so the apartment is right across there. Um, <laughs> so he has a, 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 a tenant over there, but he has an extra bedroom. And apparently, he got some vacancy. He said, "Okay, let's put a let's try Airbnb because he was already doing Airbnb at a different condo and entire place." So yeah. that's one thing that they're enhancing. I'm probably sure that it's not going to be very relevant for most of us, especially. You know, operators and large operators. Now, let me tell you something. If you want to get into Airbnb, you want to have a management company, you want to do arbitrage, you want to do whatever you want to do. Having your own bed, a bedroom in your house rented as an Airbnb to understand the platform, understand the dynamic, understand how the whole thing works is a great way to start. That's how I got started. I listed my second bedroom in my 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 condo in Argentina, started getting people had great relationships. It was a little bit different because I was sharing the space with them. They were using my kitchen. We were going out for drinks. And I loved that. And I stayed like that. I stayed like that in Poland, in Spain, in multiple places around the country. And I get to meet and enjoy, you know, with people. And it's very common in many countries. And, you know, in- instead of like, I, one of my very good friends from American Airlines, from Liverpool, he has a large house, beautiful. And he also rents uh, his extra bedroom. And he's making, you know, you know he's paying the, the mortgage with that. So, again, if you're considering starting Airbnb and you don't know where to start, how to play around with the listing, how it works, great way to start. If you have a spare bedroom, go list it out. Just maybe maybe for a month, but to get a go, good knowledge and grasp on how the Airbnb dynamic is. Damn. That's good. Uh, Mike Brown, I was going to ask you something you brought up, too, about... Um, the new update where co-hosts can share or the host can share the money with co-hosts. How does that work? Oh man. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That, that, that can be a game changer. And uh, you know, I haven't, we haven't tried to make that switch yet, but so what he's talking about is essentially a lot of co-hosts and our management companies that are co-hosts to, uh, to op- other operators or people that have listings. Um, typically what happens is they are, paid a fee uh at the end of the month or the beginning of the month uh as a percentage of the gross revenue that that person made from that listing or multiple listings so let's just say you know i'm managing um or i'm a co-host for an operator uh, or a person that has a listing and you know our our fee is 20 percent, and they made a thousand dollars that month so we get 200 they keep 800. so as you know when those bookings come in, there's going to be multiple bookings that come in throughout the month, right? So that money is going to be coming in, you know, throughout the entire month. But as a co-host or as a management company, you don't get that cut until the booking actually comes in and they stay. You basically don't get that until the end of the month. 
or the beginning of the next month, right? So now the host payouts can be split between the host and the co-host. So as a co-host or a management company, that allows you to have better cash flow because now you're getting that money as it happens in real time, as opposed to waiting or having that delay, right? Uh, this works hand, hand in hand too, because you know if you are taking on, as I know some management companies and some co-hosts do, if you're taking on the fees for cleaning every time, that's also a carrying cost that you have throughout the entire month too. If you're getting reimbursed for that, and you're getting that 20% or 15%, whatever that is that you're charging that uh, that host. So I think it's a great way to be able to help with cash flow. Now, my thing is, are are those split payouts going to be 100%? Or, the, or is Airbnb going to be trying to take a cut of that too? <laughs> right? <laughs> so we haven't seen what that looks like yet, unless you've tried it, Fetty. But uh, I think if, it, if it's a, you know, a normal pay, uh, payout, but it's just split, just like you would do if you want to, you know, one listings uh, revenue to go to one bank account versus another bank account kind of thing, or if you're using PayPal versus a bank account, if it works like that, where you're getting 100% of that payout, then great. I think it's a great idea, to be honest. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the the only thing about that, though, is I wonder from a an accounting standpoint, let's just say uh, if there are uh, scenarios where refunds have to be done, or some other concessions and things of that nature, um, you know, how does that work, right? Because you've already gotten the payout as a co-host and then you have to give, you know what I mean? So there, there may be some reconciliation, whereas you would normally do all that at the end of the month, right? And then send the invoice to the to the client. So that, that would be my only feedback uh, on that, I'll, but I think it's a great idea. I'll try to test it out with uh, like one account of mine that co-hosts another account of mine. <laughs> so just to see how, how it works. <laughs> Uh, you know, I like to test things. Uh, I I always like to, to do a bet on everything before launching, because that, my only struggle is that uh, I uh, we charge management fee after clean, uh, so calculating that is gonna be a little bit challenging. So I, I may need to restructure the way that we do um our calculations just for the sake of automating a, a big chunk of the month. Um, Steve knows how I get on the last two days and first two days of the month. Um. <laughs> Which is when he calls me out of the out of the blue and I say, "Give me a minute, <laughs> give, give me a second. second. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's bad when it's a minute. That's a long. Time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, it's it, it does get stressful, and, and and not only do you say, okay, you're not, you're not going to get paid till the you know the first of the month of the of the following month, but you got clients, man. Sometimes they don't pay until a little bit later, a little bit later. So yeah, you might be waiting on your money for a long time, and we've. And we've gone through, you know, we we used to pay for everybody's cleanings, you know, and we yeah. finally, yeah, we finally got it to where they're paying, you know, and then we get reimbursed or whatever. So we'd be getting to the finish line a little, no, that, little yeah, light, a little light, and we, but we we handed that back off to them, so that that's helped a lot. It's been a learning experience, you know. Growing up, a management company, there's there's no course out there that's going to teach you how to create, create a management company. Except our uh, course, buy it. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Which is where we're going to You just created so. your own idea, Betty. There you go, right there. There we that's go. That's the so, reason Paul, why we have this guide, show. And we're going to show you, we're going to learn all of this. You're going to learn all of this. We're going to teach all of this. Because really, those are the things that no one teach you. And at the beginning, it's like, you want to you, you learn clients, right? And then, our first client, it was like, yeah, they had their own listing, and then we listed in our account. It was a mess, 
right? So we had a few listings in our account because we didn't understand how the co-host part worked, um, who's taking the payments. It, it was a whole mess, right? It was a whole mess. Um, then I decided, okay, everyone's going to have their own account. I'm going to have access to their account and their email for claim purposes. But you're the owner of your account for liability reasons. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get the payouts, but you need to pay the cleaners. Now, I don't want you to be paying every cleaning. So Turno, shout out to Turno. Uh, I love Turno, Turno Airbnb. Um, they just connect the payment option and we pay through Turno to the cleaners. So it's automated. You know how I am? I consider myself, you know, uh, 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 I have a little bit of ADHD or whatever it's called. And I'm also very late. You know, there's a quote that it really resonated with me that, that Bill Gates said he only uh, hires lazy people because they find an easy way to, to to do things. That's the way I am. It's not that I'm lazy. I don't like repetitive. I can't do things over and over again all the time. So if any, anything takes three clicks and I have to do it three times, I'll, I'm will i going to I'm gonna spend more time doing uh, trying to automate it than doing it. <laughs> That's me. That's how I work. So I like to automate everything. So then I know at the end of the day, it's going to work like a breeze. We didn't get to the point of automating all of these invoicing part because I need to make sure that we know we're not leaving money on the table or we're not invoicing incorrectly or, or, or clients and, you know, overcharging them. So even though I have my team to do all, all the bookkeeping and having it ready to invoice, at the end of the month, I like to go and actually review absolutely everything. And then my business partner does accounting in a napkin from Starbucks and that makes it a little bit complicated, <laughs> but we figure it out. <laughs> notes. I use notes for everything. That's my thing, man. It, it's the same. It's a virtual napkin. Um, <laughs> hey, virtual hey, handwriting napkin. is a lost art, man. Handwriting <laughs> is a lost art. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I love handwriting. That's a, that's how I, that's how I retain things. <laughs> if I don't write it down, I forget yeah. about it. But yeah, um, through another three updates, and we we discuss about yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, see, real quick, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna introduce you guys as you're the guys, you're the, you're the ops people. You know that y'all are in it, and y'all are always looking. Like Mike Brown mentioned, he every day he wakes up and he's starting, to, he, he's feeding himself with um, you know, not carbs because you don't eat carbs, but but <laughs> a diet, a steady, a steady diet of short term rental information, Airbnb information. He loves to d- devour that stuff. So does Federico, you know. And, and, and me and Mike are a bit different. I mean, we're we're in that a little bit, but we, we're just different than you guys. You guys are like you you get into the nitty gritty, and that's why I like I love hearing you guys talk. Yeah, what what are you short term rental nerds? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, actually. But yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, the thing too is, I mean, more so you guys than us because we we just started doing uh, management and co hosting uh, earlier this year or late last year, really. And I mean, you see way more. And I think that's another great, important thing uh, and smart thing that you all did to get into co-hosting and management, because now you can gain more experience faster. Right. You gain more experience because not only you have more doors, but you have more types of doors, different locations, different cities. And so one that allows you to get that experience Two, it helps you and your team more than anything uh, become more adaptive. Right. Mm. Um, thinking on the fly, knowing how certain situations that could come up, because let's just say, I don't know, um, I've never had a property on a coastal city and have to worry about sand being 
in the <laughs> property. And there's a certain way you have to clean to make sure you get sand. Or there's a certain certain types of rules that you tell guests about to, to minimize sand. So all those kinds of things, right? That oh, you yeah. wouldn't otherwise have known or, or so I think that's 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 just super important. That's smart. And I think anybody that has mo- multiple doors, I would say any more than five or seven doors should at least have one uh, or more in their portfolio that they're doing co-hosting on. Uh, ideally, if it's, it's in their own city, that's great. Maybe that's where you have your boots on the ground, so on and so forth. And we always recommend if you want to start, start in your backyard, but don't necessarily stay there. Because as we've known, with changes with regulations and things of nature, with diversification, you always want to spread your basket or sorry, spread your uh, the, the eggs in different baskets. Yeah, your eggs in different baskets so that uh, you have that diversification and you're minimizing risk. At the end of the day, that's all we're trying to do is maximize profits, provide a great experience while minimizing risk. That, that's oh, yeah. all it is. And, and that's a cool thing. Alcohol hosting your risk is going to be very low. Um, I will say basically non-risk. Um, I mean, there's a certain risk, well, but that's it's very slow. <laughs> I will say, let's talk about that. What happened in Florida? Or no, no, say no, no, no. Oh, well, <laughs> we yeah. brought it up a lot of times already. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. There is, risk but, but you know, everything. You're, you're, you're talking about new places where we're just launching a property in 29 pounds, in, which is around the Joshua Tree National Park. I love, I, I love, man. This country has so many good names of towns. <laughs> Truth of their like, man, I just like to zoom in the map. I, I have a friend from Argentina. We just Truth yeah, their consequences. We're, we're, I, I don't, I, yeah, I love maps, so I, I'm a map nerd freak, and I just open Google Maps and I just zoom anywhere. It's like, yeah, you, you get to stake Idaho and stop. This one, this one, real stop Georgia and and things like that. Wow. <laughs> I just love the names. Uh, it's amazing. Anyways, uh, it's just uh, my, my my brain, my ADHD. <laughs> just going back, back, going back to um, a little bit on the updates from Airbnb. I, I want to mention a few, and we can discuss. Number one, highlighting infant and children friendly properties. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Number two, appeals for blocked bookings. I don't know if you notice, but many times you get an inquiry from people saying, "Hey, I can't book." I don't know why, and you see that inquiry is blocked by Airbnb because they realize it's, there's a high chance that it's a party because it's a local last minute nerve abuse age whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they can, and back in the days it was like doing a direct booking or sending them to BRBO, but if it already was like a flag, you know, you're exposing yourself to more risk. But now you can appeal that, pay by bank for 28 days or longer. So there are a lot of Wait, let's talk about that one because I miss. I think I missed that one. What What does that mean? So now, if you want to stay for twenty eight days or longer, you can pay using a bank uh, transfer. Huh? You can do that before. It had to be a credit card, I guess, right, or a debit card. Mm. Nice. And number four, and this is welcome to inflation. I go from Argentina, where you pay your hairdressing in installments. We can part. We partner with a Klarna. So you can pay for interest-free payments, U.S. and Canada, or monthly for over $500 U.S. only. And I'm sad uh, to read this because that's that's Argentina. So that's what I'm escaping from. <laughs> well, it's kind of VRBO's always done that, though. You break up the payment. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you break the payment. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. Like yeah. Three, three payments, two or three. Well, but here, here's the difference. Is it you I have think, to you break, I, you, pay, you break up the payments before you arrive or during right, the that, That's the difference. No, that's the difference. <laughs> the, this is financed after. 
So if it's interest, is whatever is the payment plan, whatever is the payment structure, you're gonna mm-hmm. finance that into the future. BRBO is like if you think about again going back to what Sean explained, right? Is BRBO is, is a more of a vacation rental distant, uh, type of property, and they usually book far in advance. So they say, okay, if you want to plan your vacations in the next three months, pay fifty percent now and fifty percent fourteen days before arrival. This is like I want to book for tonight. I'm gonna pay in the next four months. Mm. <laughs> okay, financing yeah. your trip. People would put it on credit yeah. cards. It's it, yeah. I see what you're saying. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one one thing <laughs> stood out. Uh, appeal appealing the, was really big because we've especially in our ghetto places, right? Pe- like a mm-hmm. nice booking will come along and Airbnb say, no, 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 don't accept them. They're bad people. I'm like, dude, these are our ghetto units. We want bad people in these. We, units. Want we don't want people. <laughs> we make we make we make our money from smoking claims. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that we can do that is is powerful, especially yeah. that little clump of properties that we got is not the <laughs> highest end properties. That's going to help us a lot. Um, no, if, but you know, if I can say something about that, Steve, um, it is important to keep in mind that each market behaves differently, and if you're talking about urban markets, downtown markets, you get a lot of last minute bookings. Get away with the wife or the or the lover for the, for the <laughs> night. Yeah, we've got a lot, bunch of those. Um, Coming for the city for a game, for a play, for whatever it is. We get a lot of last minute. And this is people that usually live in the suburbs that are coming into town for an event and they're going to drink and they don't want to drive. And we welcome them because it's a safety issue. Safety, yeah. Right. So, I mean, do I pay an Uber for 50 bucks? Or do I take the car, get a free parking, and pay 140, and get a nice place to stay over the night, leave the kids with the with the nanny or something? Mm. For us, it's great. But again, a lot of people were they, they were just being locked from booking. Um, but so that that is actually great. Yeah, and and then you mentioned uh, infant and and children, uh, making you you know making your place more um, I guess uh, more visible or or um, announcing it better. And, and once. <laughs> I was going to say, go, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, what do you say real quick? I was going to say, so Fetty, what does that that visibility mean? So it just is it based on the amenities that you have checked? Yeah. So if you have a crib, you have, you know, baby cookware, you have a changing station, all that stuff. Is that what that? Yeah. yeah. And if you pay attention, Airbnb has been expanding those uh, amenity lists uh, and it's been making it longer and longer over, over the time. Uh, and we do try to have some of those that stuff. And, and let me tell you something. Um, so, for example, myself, I'm 32 years old. I don't have kids. I, I hardly understand uh, the needs uh, and the cities of families struggling with little kids. But mm. luckily, I have Steve, who has two little kids, uh, Marty, our partner in, in Houston, that we had two townhomes. She is all about her kids, and she really understands what, what people need. And she set up her properties to have all the amenities and, you know, safety gates and, and, and pack and play and high chair. And we do the same. And there are a few things that are really inexpensive, like the, um, all the covers. Mm-hmm. Myself, I, I, I took a knife in an outlet when I was little, so I, I know how important that explains it. Uh, <laughs> that, that explains it. Like, give me a second. Uh, I have that at every <laughs> single property. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. So buying that in Amazon, it costs like $3. You can put it in a nice jar. I'm pretty sure that, that the parents are going to be very happy to see that. Because if you think about it, it's so important to think, to put yourself in the position of the other person who is coming to your place, right? I know, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I've been talking a, a lot about this this week. I, I'm going to get a little bit back to, you know, how I get about the experience and everything, but it's so important to me. 
and so big on the experience, right? And getting yourself in the other person's shoes. So just think about who's on the other, on the other end coming to your property. This is people that probably, they're coming to, to visit the family and they're bringing the kids. And it's going to be the first time that, that, that the grand, granddad and grandma are, are meeting the kids. Maybe. You don't know. They haven't seen them in a year. Or, again, they're going for family or they're going for an event. They're going for whatever reason they're coming. They're bringing the kids. Travel with kids can't be easy. I'm pretty sure, Steve, you travel to Guadalajara, to Mexico all the time with the kids. Is, is that easy? No, 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 no. Okay, when you get to Guadalajara, what is your stress level? Uh, it's up there, man. <laughs> it's uh, We just want to get to the place. Yeah, and just, yeah. I don't, uh, I, I don't have kids. I can only imagine. So I was just guessing. So you want to make it easy for your people staying with you. So those are the things that make the difference and are inexpensive. It makes a difference. No. Because That's it's true. all about the experience. You'll, and you'll, today, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Mike Brown, you, you'll find out when you just starts running around. It, like you get to a an Airbnb somewhere, like holy crap, why do they design this place like this? Why is there knickknacks everywhere that she's grabbing and she could break them? And yeah, why is true. there sharp objects and why is there tables with with points? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, yeah, unless you have kids, you really don't think of stuff like that. So, so, so you guys are supplying a lot of those things. Are are you guys using baby clip? So you no, have to have the inventory. Okay, we're supplying because I, I, you know, when it comes to operations, I, I, it really depends on the property. And you guess avatar. Uh, I, I know how big we are all about about the guest avatar. For houses, I have it in place, so it's all there in in our houses, because I know that once a month I'm gonna have people with, with little kids. For apartments, where we're talk, talking about that today with Steve, and given the changes, like you know, in some apartments we have, in some we don't. But at the end of the day, it's done pretty used. So we're like, okay, should we have it in a storage? And actually, this is something that's important for people to know. Airbnb lets you put for specifically for the pack and play and the high chair if it's available at the unit. At all times, it has to be requested. Mm-hmm. So in one of my my, my buildings in Arizona, where in, in Scottsdale we have like five apartments, we have it in the garage. We have a private garage that we use as a, as a, a storage. Um, st- storage, and we have it there. And you know, we should make sure that we don't have overlapping requests uh, over there. Um, so yeah, but 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 I think it's important to have those type of things. Uh, it's gonna help you again at the end of the day. It's gonna help the experience of your guests. It's gonna help you land more bookings so because you're gonna be catering to more people. Let, let me ask you this because we again remember how we were talking about de- being deep on ops. How do you know that that for the places that you have it in in the unit at all times, how do you know that that's still there? Mm. What well, well, I mean, that's still there. And no one stole it. Yeah, I didn't know that nobody stole that. Are the cleaners actually taking pictures of that closet with it in in there? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. So so the cleaner, so the no, we, we we work with the cleaner to set it up before the stay and to, to bring it back after the stay because it's, yeah. the, the garage is on site. No, so... I mean, I mean the, the places where it's there all the time, like the houses. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cleaners are familiar with what's in the property, so they take pictures all the time to, to for everything. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying, not all, not all, not all cleaners are not because you know some people they use different cleaners and all that kind of stuff, or they're like, oh, I thought it was in there, I thought I saw it, and yeah. so because yeah, I, it, I mean, these are the things that people sometimes don't think about. So I, I, that's the only reason why I ask. Um, I know you guys are it's good a- operators, but I'm, I'm just asking for everybody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that's a good point. And, and at the end of the day, 
you know, there, there's something that's the cost of doing business. So from time to time, something will disappear and we realize a little bit late. It does happen, especially if it's, you know, details. But yeah. but you need to understand that it's the cost of doing business. And that $40 pack and play could have got you a $3,000 booking. So it all evens out in the end. And if it is missing when the next family comes with the K, hey, where's the pack and play? We'll get them a damn pack and play for 40 bucks. I, oh, I think yeah. it's it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, so for the pack and play specifically, uh, not to, to continue on on this, sometimes those can't be picked up in store. Um, and let's just say, let's put it like this. Somebody arrives at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. They need to pack and play. I mean, more than likely, they're not going to get that till tomorrow. So we'll have I mean, something like that gonna... a few days ago. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that it, it was like you know coordinating uh that we told the cleaner to take it to another unit in that place and she didn't uh and it wasn't another property so we had to coordinate with the two guests to hand over the, the pack and play because they didn't need it in the other unit which was just left in that unit um i mean th- those are things that can happen uh but of course because i'm a perfectionist i freaked out uh, I was like, okay, so we set it up every work everything worked out otherwise i would have jumped into my car drove to arizona and get them back and play uh because i was like this is a baby you you know they, they we promised them a pack and play so so on that and i promise i won't talk about the baby stuff anymore oh no so, that's fine we can talk about it as as we know sometimes people don't read listings carefully for whatever reason and, you know, that's why we've been kind of torn between, well, I mean, do we want to have it in there? I mean, we have them there now, but for any future ones, do we want to have it in there? Do we want to do baby quip? You know, some people may, because if you have it checked, they're not going to read or they may not read. Is it there or do you have to request? So they just assume. So when they arrive, they're like, hey, where is it at? I saw it in the listing, especially if you have it in the pictures too, right? Oh, yeah. If you're advertising that, it's like their brain doesn't see anything else besides, oh, I saw it. And do, so we actually had some messaging. Uh, true that that's that that can be another layer. But again, everybody doesn't read everything, so it's it's like uh, it's like one of those things. It's like you're damned you, if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, but to your point, I think you know us as operators and just getting like deep on the ops side, you have to make sure that you try to address multiple points of potential failure, right? Uh, whether it's messaging them seeing it so on and so forth oh, yeah. and or and or a backup kind of uh kind of way of addressing it but we we had a scenario where somebody that mistakenly thought that pack and play crib was the same thing as a normal crib mm. and so and our team they had sent me a photo or whatever uh of the person bringing in a ma- a baby mattress because that they they thought we were going to be able to put it inside the crib but it's not a crib. It's a pack and play. And so they say, hey, we're not going to be able to stay here because, you know, we thought there was a or first they asked, where's the crib? And the, and I think that the team was like, yeah, it's in this area, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, yeah, we're not going to stay here because uh, we we thought it was a crib, even though they had the pack and play is there and they bought the mattress and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, those kind of situations, you know, could potentially happen for people that are, you know, not necessarily reading or whatever you want to say. Um, so you know we, we we can't foolproof everything but we could try our best to be you know transparent and as you mentioned before with communication try to and again the va should be trying to catch this stuff too if it says hey they're bringing an infant then that should be even more of a reason to ask hey are you bringing an infant do you need xyz because they may not be thinking about those things 
And that's, we've, we've had people do that before and they were like, oh yeah, we will like, we will need one of those. I'm glad you asked. And so if we wouldn't have asked, then, you know, it would have been on us. It would have been our fault that they, we, that we didn't have it, even though they didn't ask about it before. Right. Uh, or request and, it. And so let me tell you that that's why I love hospitable so much. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm a big hospitable guy. Uh, I try different things. I didn't like them. I try different channel managers. And I think for at the end of the day, if you are focusing on Airbnb and BRBO, they're great. They're developing their, their booking website. I should be sponsored by Hospitable at this point. Uh, <laughs> but but to, honestly... Um, you should have a Hospitable hat, man. What else? Yeah, man. Arts and Hospitable. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to them. I say, hey, listen. <laughs> I, I send you so much business. Give me my money. Uh, no, but, yeah. but, but for real. Uh, I mean, I, I know you guys have, have great sponsors because I, I forget. I mean, in Little Try, I know. Cheers to to host. Uh, no, we're not with them Indiana. anymore. We're not with them anymore. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, we're not. Well, right, we're currently we're, we're driving without a sponsor right now. So, but if okay. want to, if people want to reach out, hey, we'll, we'll take the phone call. What's up? There we go. AKA, that's All a right. call to action for any potential sponsors out there that are looking to get, you know, some sponsor dollars. Uh, donated so some exposure so anyways going back to hospitable the good thing about them is that what i love so much about them is their conditionals when it comes to automated messages if this then that if your guest is bringing a baby send this message if your guest is bringing a pet add this to your message man the value that that has when you're scaling your business is immense. I just put it on SDR guide uh, a little while ago. Like for example, how we automate when the review period is about to close, a reminder for people who didn't post a review. Um, and actually I got a five-star review reminding someone like, hey, we had two days left, please leave us a review, right? Nicely put. Uh, but again, in, in, in Houston, we have the baby um, gates. Because it's a town, it's two townhomes and they're like three story townhomes, so the stairs. And Marty, you know, she prepared everything. Shout out to Marty, I love her. She prepared everything for babies and children. And she was, uh, I, I was like, okay, so do we have them set it up or whatever? And she was like, you know what, just in case, always ask them if they need it. In case, you know, for because sometimes we had to remove them from guests that, you know, if guests are bringing large suitcases, uncomfortable, so from time to time we remove them. So now in my messaging, Every time someone has in their um, booking that they're bringing infants, we send a message: "Hey, I see you're bringing an infant. Do uh, do you want us to do you want us to set up the uh, baby gates for the for the for the stairs?" Mm-hmm. Now, in everything in this world, there's a fifty percent you can do, and then the other side has to do their fifty percent. <laughs> if they don't mark, they're bringing a baby. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? So we, same thing with we, pets. Same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we can pets. for pets. What we do is like. Because many people see that we are pet friendly according to our listing title, they assume they don't need to let us know. So whenever we have a listing that is pet friendly, we say, "Hey, just in case to let you know, since this is a listing that is a since this is a pet friendly listing, please let us know if you're bringing a pet if you haven't done already." Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to one of my BAs today, one of my team members. I'd like to call him one of my team members. I was talking about that today because we're talking about the importance of customer service and he's been improving his customer service. Um, so yesterday I was I, I was scrolling Twitter when I woke up. Man, this been that was in my head for the entire day. So this guest posted a a picture, a screenshot of a, of a conversation with a guest, an inquiry. Hey, how far are you 
from the Louisville Waterfront Park? Guest question. Host answer, 1.3 miles. Pre-approved. Inquiry guest questions. Is that a walking or driving? Host question. The host response is the same. And the post like like shaming the, the, the guest. <laughs> of course, you may think it's a dumb question. Let me give you let me tell you what I thought about. <laughs> let me tell you what is I thought it about. actually the same though? That's not that's not possible. Oh <laughs> point. Unless it's point. rush hour traffic hundred percent of the yeah. time, then yeah, you know. Man, <laughs> good luck. Let me tell you, let me tell you two things. Number one, if you if you live in a city like I'm used to living in a place where you can walk to everywhere. Not the not the case in Dallas. Here you gotta take the car. Now I check my Google Maps all the time. I look. I do still walk to some places, and I know that it may be different walking than driving. Because if you're driving and you need to get in the highway, it may be faster, but it may be longer. So yeah. it's not the same walking than driving. It may be half a mile if you're planning planning to walk for half a mile is a lot. Yeah, sometimes the crosswalks and bridges, you have to go a certain route because there's not a, a way for a pedestrian to walk across. And uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So number one, um, it may not be the same. Number two, uh, that person may be busy because, um, you know, maybe it's a guy and the wife is like, yeah, for tonight, you have to have the 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 the, the, the trip planned. Go ask about, find a place. And then maybe you're rushing, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're taking care of a thousand things at the same time. They don't think what they're asking. Yeah, don't maybe they were asking a lot of hosts for the same question, and they may be answering in, in, in time instead of distance, and that's why they ask that question, because they've been asking for clarification for the same time. Maybe they're in distress. If they're asking for a waterfront park, maybe maybe they're bringing ashes to spread ashes in the place. That's what I think, because, again, I'm big on hospitality. I'm trying to think all the possible scenarios and what's going on on the other person's yeah. mind yeah. and situation, and you never know where they're coming from. You never know where they're coming from. And I have so many contacts with people traveling for so many reasons. When I was working in the call center in American Airlines, I had people calling me because they were traveling back home because the someone was killed. Because I was again, someone called me and said, "Hey, we're 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 looking for a flight. We're flying again to San Francisco, coming from Argentina. Originally, we were traveling with our grandma. She passed away. We had to postpone the trip for a year later. Now we're bringing our ashes. I want to know what is the policy." Wow. You never know what the next the person next to you is going through. Mm. Mm. So. If you assume that the person next to you is stupid, is bad, malintentioned, and everything, what's the hope for humanity? Yeah. So many, many times, I these think... people that they're in distress, or maybe they are distracted, maybe they are in a rush, maybe they don't want to. Man, you know how many funerals, weddings, birthdays I miss because traveling for work. A lot of the people are staying at your place. Maybe they don't want to be at your place because they want to be back home with your family, with with their family. I mean. They're just staying in your place because they had to be there because of a business appointment or whatever it is. And they, I'm going to tell you something. When I was in a bad mood because I had to be somewhere working where I'm missing a wedding, I wasn't in the best mood with the hotel people on the front desk. Mm. I wasn't smiling all the time. But that's the whole part of people not understanding why they're jumping into short-term rental because they think they're investing in real estate. Mm. Now, now, if you're not, I'll just put it out there. If you don't feel like you're that kind of person, you know, very hospitable, very, you know, sociable, talking to people, and you have patience for them, and you still want to get into the space, that's fine. 
but just call Argus Rentals and we'll we'll be oh that. yeah we'll be that face for you. You know what I'm saying? Or, or or another great company out there that can do it for you. Or Mike Brown's company, they're doing management. You know, find somebody that compliments you. If you're like, okay, I want just a good investment. I know the area. I know it'll make some money, but I'm not hospitable. Find someone that is to be the face of your business because it's very important. Um, so, man, this has been a great show. Thank you guys for hopping on. And where can people find you at? My go ahead. SDR Guide, right? Isn't that the oh, new, yeah. the new thing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. SDR Guide about P- PPD leaving as well. Yeah, PPD, PPD stays and Argus Rentals. So uh, look us up, IG, uh, Facebook so on and so forth um yeah uh, we're, we're really excited to be able to start this this new journey and uh be able to educate people in a way that a lot of people aren't at this point um getting a lot of value so not saying that you aren't getting tons of value from llt and and then we definitely want to continue that as well uh but i think you know complementing uh w- what they do and being able to add on another layer is just going to help uh boost things everybody so Mm. So excited. STR guide, S-T-R-G-U-I-D-E. Go find them. They're badass mofos. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for hopping on. You can find Live That Thrive out there, live that thrive at.com, live that thrive at gmail.com, all that stuff. And you can find Argus Rentals. Argus is the largest A-R-G-E-S-T rentals <laughs> at gmail.com. No, don't go to that one. I'm sorry. That's argusrentals.com. <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. And we'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.